Hey everybody, thanks for the download. This is the How'd That Happen podcast, the show that finds people doing cool things and asks the question, how'd that happen? Today's guest is Scott Story. He's a rodeo enthusiast who has some experience riding bulls and some other rodeo-esque things. Looking forward to talk to him. Cue the music. Hey, all right. We're pumped about talking to Scott in this episode. Rodeo Scott. Yeehaw, Scott. Yeah, Scott. So before we get into that, I want to tell you guys, go check us out on Facebook. Search for How'd That Happen and follow us. Send us a message there. Send us an email also directly at hthpodcast at gmail.com, and we will read it. Absolutely. Okay. First message we get, it's going on. Positive, negative. No matter, no matter what it says. With the exception of maybe if there's explicatives or, you know, uh, yeah. that type of stuff. <laughs> We're giving a conditional guarantee. Conditional guarantee That's all right. the way. Uh, you can also subscribe to our podcast in your favorite podcast catching application, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever, you know. So, uh, yeah, check us out. Tony, what's happening? Not much, Adam. Life's good. Busy but good. Last night it was funny. My wife sent me... 45 minutes one way to pick up some bar stools. So we were... Bar stools. Yeah, bar okay. stools. I mean, they're they're amazing. I, seriously. And you got them? You, we did. We had success. They're very, very nice, and they will last us forever. So those, you know, that hour and a half, two hours that I spent driving to get it, it it's all going to be worth it. So they're the right height? Well, they're the right height. It's a perfect the right, decor. Perfect color. It fits perfectly. So far, nobody's falling off. They're holding up. They're not, you know. Oh, yeah. They've lasted a full 12 hours. I think that's Well, although my kids might have broken them this morning, and I just don't know. I probably would have found out. Yeah, probably would have. But nonetheless, I'm being cautious as to what, to, what I say, because she's listening. I know. That's the problem. Hi, Leah. Leah, I'm, I'm really happy with them, and I'm so glad that I went and picked them up for you. I think Leah made a solid choice, and I, what a great job she did of searching out the perfect bar stool. She went, she found them. So here's the key, though. They were, they were inexpensive. She got a heck of a deal. Of course. So, so that's, that's it. Even factoring in an hour and a half of driving uh, in a Jeep. Hey, now listen, fuel prices are as low as they've been in a long time, so. It's practically, it's like, is it cheaper than water per gallon? I don't know. What's a gallon of water going to cost you? Depends on who you buy it from, right? Yeah. If you buy like Evian or something if like that. If it's from the right. fjords of Norway. Yeah. Or something like that. Fjords of Norway. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> All right, it's good. So uh, we're going to get into a random fact. We're going to do that. Scott Story is going to be our guest and actually present that. And then we're going to have an interview with him for you. And then after the interview, we're going to give you your new favorite band. So that segment is back, and we've got a band called Big Air. And they are sweet, and they are awesome for letting us play their song and uh, giving you a chance to listen to that. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So let's get into the random fact here with Scott's story. He's going to tell us about how they get a bull to kick in a rodeo. So these bulls are bred to buck. So their parents on the mother mother and father's side have bucking in their genes, like so a racehorse. So they're nasty. These are nasty cows. Yes. Just by genetically, that's the way they are. And bulls are progressively getting harder and harder to ride because the genetics are getting better and better. Right. Over time, that's just going to yeah, get unmanageable, right. right? Everybody's getting a lot smarter with that. But so, what prompts them to buck when you need them to? So not all bulls will buck when you need them to. So even if they have the genetics, some of them just won't do it. You can't make them buck. They're 1,500 pounds, like we talked about. You can't. So people don't poke and prod them or anything like no. that? Are they you just... wearing spurs? So the cowboy does wear spurs for gripping only. There's no, like, trying It's just to for any... hanging on? Yeah. It's not to, like, kick him in the side? No. Their and... skin is eight times thicker than human skin. Jeez. So you can imagine, like, putting a blanket over yourself and then having somebody have spurs on. You might not be able to feel it that much. You would feel it, but I don't think it would be right. painful to yeah. a degree. So you can't poke or prod or force an animal to buck because just of their size. So what we do in rodeo is we have what's called a flank strap. It's a cotton rope. It's maybe half an inch in diameter. It's soft and you tie it around what would be comparable to like our belly button. 
if you can imagine that. It's called a flank. Yeah. On a on a bovine. I don't know how many of our listeners are familiar <laughs> with the bovine. Throwing out some real uh, <laughs> cow terms. Here. Yeah, exactly. And so it's tied around there, and it's it's not loose. It's not tight. It's like what you would have your belt on you right now. Huh. But my belt's my belt's pretty tight, Scott. <laughs> but please continue. So, but they're animals, and if you ever put like a piece of string on a cat's paw or something like that, they they don't want that there. Yeah. Right. So that combined with the cowboy being on their back is like, hey, this isn't a safe situation for me, right? Bovine, you've watched Wild Africa movies. They don't like when the lion is like jumping on their back. And I think right. that's what they feel like when a, a cowboy is sitting up there. An animal's like, on my back. I don't like right, that. Right, exactly. This it's is probably, not natural. probably trying to do me harm. So you have that, and then the flank strap they're trying to kick off. So that is helping to extend their kick ah. when they're bucking. So otherwise, if they didn't put that flank strap on, they would still buck, but it wouldn't extend the kick. And so the extension of the kick makes it a little more difficult. Um, it helps keep that bucking motion more composed, I guess is the word. It just it gets wild if you don't put a flank on them. They'll do anything to get oh, you okay. off. And this tries to just kind of this keep it focuses focused. them. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So the intent is, is for that to stay on the entire time. Yes, and that does. It stays on until they're done. Oh, it does. Eight seconds. Once just, they're done, they come back into the back shoots, and somebody will take it off. But you can never pull that too tight because then they won't do anything. They'll just freeze up. They figure they I've can't seen get it that off anyway. Or somebody just... doesn't know what they're doing, and they'll pull the flank too tight, and the bull will just kind of walk out there and like, I don't know what to do right now. Yeah. I can't get this off. Yeah. Kicking is going to do no good, and the bull knows it. Right. Exactly. So is that something that you've done in your volunteering? I have. I have. And that's something I enjoyed, too. That was really fun to kind of understand how that works. And there's so much technique to it, like where you put your knot and how you tie it and how yeah. tight it is. and. So it's that definitely helps with the kick, but it's not tied around their genitals at all. Ah. It's a common myth that does not exist. Well, that's interesting because yeah, I did I did hear that and had no idea if it was true or not. Yeah, so I mean, you, know? you can imagine if something was tied around your genitals. It would make all. me angry. I know it would make you angry, but I don't think jumping around and like, kicking <laughs> your legs would be your no. first response to that yeah. situation. <laughs> so, so that's how a bullbuck. <laughs> All right, so before we get into the interview portion with Scott, let's tell you a little bit about him. So this guy, Scott Story. Yeehaw Scott. Yeehaw Scott. Let's call him Yeehaw Scott. I think that's a good phrase, a good uh, name to coin for him. That's a good idea, Tony. So this guy, he's you know a recent college grad the last few years. He lives and grew up in suburban Grand Rapids, so not exactly the rodeo capital of the United States. All right, so the, all we know about this guy, we don't know a ton. We, you know, we, I, I grew up in Grand Rapids, and I never heard of a rodeo, let alone saw one. <laughs> yeah, so you've never even seen one. This guy's participating, all right? So somehow he's doing that, and that's actually about all we know about this guy. So all we know is uh, a little bit ago at work, and we work with this guy. He's another, uh, another of our co-workers at Gordon Food Service. He, uh, a couple weeks ago... We find out, yeah, Scott's out for the week. He's in Las Vegas. He's spending the week out there at the biggest rodeo in the country. When I heard Las Vegas, I thought, oh, he's out there having a good time. But then I heard rodeo after it, and I thought, how can he be having a good time? Well, what's going on? And why is it in Las Vegas? It's just so many things that we like, we got to talk to this guy. All we know, that he was out at Vegas for a rodeo. We were also told that he has been a bull rider in the past. So... We're going to talk to this guy and see what he's all about. Let's do it. So, Scott, you ride bulls. Yeah. How, how'd that happen? Well, um, I was thinking about that last night, actually, because right. I was trying to figure out I'm glad you know you happen. did some prep. I did. I did a little prep. Um, I was talking to my dad, and he said, growing up in the 50s and 60s like he did, he grew up in the suburbs, and uh, he wanted to be a cowboy. Like every kid, even at that time, right? John so, Wayne was so big. like. What part of the country was he around? He's in Grand Blake, Michigan. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I grew up over there in Linden, on the east side of the state. But John Wayne was a big character back then. Tons of movies. Yeah. It was normal, right? And then I was born in the '90s in the suburbs. It wasn't as normal, I don't think. But I think he thought it was, and so <laughs> I grew up going to a lot of rodeos watching a lot of cowboy movies. So the rodeos, these are like county events, and st- or are they bigger than that? Or? Some of them are. Some are big. I mean, a rodeo can range from 
10 guys in somebody's backyard in the middle of the woods to yeah. a $7 million rodeo. I was just at the biggest rodeo, the national finals rodeo. $7 million, 10 days. Is that the PBR? Huge. That's the, so there's different associations. <laughs> okay. PBR is solely bull riding. The PRCA is Professional mm. Rodeo Cowboys Association. I like the sound of that one because yeah. it has cowboys in the name. Is that what you, are you? Are you? Uh, that would be my ultimate goal. Yeah, you need the PRCA. So which is more prestigious? The PBR, definitely. Okay. You can win more money there. Gotcha. So the the champion at the end of the year in the in the professional bull riders circuit would win one point five million bucks. In the PRCA, it's like three or four hundred thousand. So wow. it's a little less money yeah. involved there. With, so, only, so, with only just a little minimal risk to bodily harm and damage. We really just have to last like seconds, right? So what's <laughs> eight ah, seconds. What quali- <laughs> so what qualifies something to be a rodeo? So to be a rodeo, you have to have seven events. There's bareback riding, which is riding a horse without a saddle, bucking. Mm-hmm. Saddle bronc riding, same thing, with a saddle. Okay. Bull riding. And then the, those are the rough stock events. So those are eight seconds. You got to make it to the whistle to get points, win money. Then there's the timed events. You have steer wrestling, which I've never done, but seems like a lot of fun. Are those like full full it's fun grown to watch. steer? I mean, like yeah, they're seven hundred pounds, and you you ride your horse, you chase the steer at full speed, you jump off your horse, wrestle the steer to the ground. Jeez, times flat. Wow. So that's a timed event. Team roping which is like probably, in my opinion, the most cowboy of all the events. Yeah. You have a header and a healer. So the header will rope the steer around the horns and then pull the steer. So mm-hmm. the steer is now chasing and you know, running away, and the other guy will come behind and rope the back two feet. So now you've got a That seems like healer. he's got the hard job, right? Yes, he definitely. I can't heal. I, I love to head. I'm a header. I'm decent right. at it. I cannot heal. I don't understand. That sounds really hard. Yeah, how are you yeah. going to... Uh, yeah. You like set a trap with your rope and, right. and hope that they while it's running it. while it's running really yeah, fast. That's so impossible. That's not, so I don't, there's I don't, that event. And I think that's the most cowboy event because when people think of cowboys, they think horses, ropes, cows. Yeah, right. Like that's the one I like doing the most, probably too. I don't know. It's just yeah. Fun. So back to how you got into it, though. Your dad is just kind of like, I want to be a cowboy Wanna, guy. He's a wannabe suburban cowboy, which is cool. Right. Yeah, I'm fine. You know. Right. With that, he. Uh, and that's in, he's in Grand Blank. Grand Blank. And is that Michigan. where you grew up? No, I grew up here in Kentwood. Okay, in so the suburbs. He, so he, Kentwood, <laughs> Kentwood cowboy. Yeah, that's so funny. so not he, the only kid from East Kentwood to get on a bull though. I was uh, at a rodeo there like a couple years ago, and this other kid from East Kentwood came up. I was like, "What are you doing?" Of here? course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would? Yeah. So 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 he ends up over here in the West Side. Yeah. You come along. How does young Scott? Then, so your dad's just around the events. Well, is, is he know. is he participating? No, he's totally a wannabe too. I mean, he he's just a fan. Uh, okay, so he he's go, just going to the events and he yeah, just loves. I went the to my stuff. first rodeo at like six months old. We were in Colorado. Went to a rodeo out there. Um, came back home. I was looking at some pictures trying to figure out how this happened, and it looked like I was trying to be a cowboy with everything. I was riding the rocking horse, the couch arm, yeah, chairs, tables, everything was a bucking horse or a bucking bull at our house. And if you asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, it was a bull rider. No questions asked. Yeah. You know, are you going to be afraid of that? No. Heck no. Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> I'm going to be a bull rider. You know, you guys have kids. You know what that's Oh, yeah, like. yeah. You get one track mind at that age. Right, right. So, Although my kids have never said they wanted to be a bull rider. <laughs> <laughs> Take them to a rodeo. You never know. Maybe yeah, they would want to get us. They are missing out. I am depriving them. They just but, haven't been yeah. exposed to it. Yeah. So... Like from age one to four, we're going to as many rodeos as we can, watching it on TV as much as we can. It became a thing at our house. It was Sunday afternoon. We're watching rodeo and hanging out, me and dad. So it kind of became this thing. And everything was rodeo. We had little rodeo characters, rodeo. I would tie a rope around the table, like just to pretend I was like tying stuff up. I was always tying something up or roping something. Um, so that's like, you know, age one to four or five or six or whatever it is. And, and then I got a little older and uh, started realizing that rodeo wasn't normal. You know, I'm going to school and like everybody else is playing baseball and hockey and I'm trying to do this rodeo thing. And like, what's, what's going on so you with have, you? you have this yeah. rude awakening. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Okay, I'm alone and I'm different. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We, all, we all have those experiences. <laughs> Speak exactly. for yourself. <laughs> Except, yeah, Tony is all. I mean, I'm as normal as it comes. 
<laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so uh, I started playing a lot of other sports, you know, like a normal kid would, and got into baseball and was like, all right, the rodeo thing kind of took a back seat. I'm going to be a baseball player now. You know, one track mind switched to being a baseball player. Although rodeo was always in the background. It was always something that if it was on TV or if we could go to one, it was still an opportunity to take. Um, so that went on to like 14 and then the baseball thing pitted out because I was not that good at baseball. <laughs> although, thought, <laughs> although we've seen you play in the wiffle ball tournament. Yeah, and, and one that lost the toilet bowl, I think, or something. Like I don't know that. how that happened. <laughs> Because he looked like the pitching and it was there. And I just I, couldn't throw strikes. And that was yeah. my problem in baseball, too. But okay. So then that took a backseat. It was like, okay, I'm not going to be a Major League Baseball star. Let's go back to the bull riding thing that we had at eight. And you know you're old enough now. Maybe you can kind of be confident in your thoughts. What, what age is this where you're starting to switch back? Oh, 16, 15 okay. or 16. Yeah. I, got, so that, I just gotten cut from baseball is that yeah, a normal and soccer frame? in the same year. Brutal. This professional sports thing is not going to work out. Is that a normal time frame for people to get involved in that, 16? 16 is a really popular age to start getting on. Okay. Um, yeah, to talk about that progression, usually from the age of like five to nine, kids get on sheep. Did you ever do that? I never did. Okay. I got, I like was around it. I just never did. I was never right. big enough for the situation. It never worked. Did you ride horses in the meantime or anything? No. No. No? No. Okay. Which is not a requirement. If any of our listeners out there want to get on a bull, you don't need to have ridden a horse first. I'm sure there's a lot of them <laughs> that want to get on a bull. Yeah. I think our email is going to go crazy after this. <laughs> you guys' demographic is right there. <laughs> it really is. Want to be bull riders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh... Yeah, you normally get on a sheep from five to nine, and then you start getting on like small bulls. They have these mini bulls that they breed from nine to 16 or so, 15 or 16. And then once you're 16, that's when you get on the big bulls. And that was when I kind of decided too, hey, I wanna, I wanna go back to this bull riding thing. I wanna be a bull rider, I wanna be a cowboy. So, so you start talking to people, or like how do you figure out how At to do it? At that age, it was just watching videos, going to events. Okay. It was still in that wannabe fandom stage. Okay, still just attending events. You're not yeah. actually riding a bull. Yeah, and I, I didn't actually have any connections at all, which is really hard to make connections when you're a suburban cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, trying to figure out where do you go to get on a bull locally. I mean, I, I knew I could find a place, but I needed a place with some easy ones or, you know, whatever, however it would work. And so um, 16 to... 18 kind of in that wannabe stage trying to learn as much as I could on YouTube. YouTube's an awesome place to learn about anything pretty anything. much. Yeah. And uh, then when I turned 18, 19, I came home from college and I was like, I'm going to ride a bull and I'm going to find a place to do this. And I got really serious about it. Started just calling random people. I would find phone numbers online and just call yeah. them and say, hey, where do I go to get on a bowl? What do I got to do? So you do? say you're in college, you came home. This is like summer. Yeah, summer out, fun. Like, summer, I'm coming home for the summer, and I'm gonna. my goal for the summer is to ride a bowl. Yes, exactly. I was telling people that at the end of my freshman year. Like, okay, yeah. when I come back, you make sure and ask me, because I'm going to tell you I rode a bowl. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> How is that received? All my friends know me well enough that... So like, like yeah, yeah Scott's yeah, gonna ride a yeah. bull. He's been you know spending twelve hours in his dorm watching bull riding. So like you know it's not like a yeah. huge surprise yeah. to these people. I like the long research streak you got there because yeah. I'm totally like that too. If I'm gonna do something, I end up reading about it like crazy and driving my wife nuts talking about things. She's just like, just do it already, right? And you know? I think personally, I think I enjoy almost that process more. Than actually doing it, yeah. Like I'm just that way. Like like with the baseball, I'll fail, and then I'm gonna immediately pick something else up and try to yeah. research as much as I can. And work your, work yourself back into it's whatever something it is. else, yeah. like you know yeah. whatever it is. And uh, so 19, I find a place, I find these people, I pay up my money at this ranch, the Silver Dollar Ranch in Where's Wayland, that? Michigan. Wayland, Wayland, okay. Michigan. They still buck bulls there every Monday night. So if you guys want to get every on, Monday night, I can get you down. There's there. no excuse. It's not that far away. No, it's, it's not regular. That far away. It's twenty five. I can't believe we missed it last night. I dare you to do it next week, Tony. I'm in. <laughs> Don't be asking Tony how he got paralyzed. Oh, that happened. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> so you can't. Yeah. You don't have any experience with this, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I. <laughs> So I show up, and despite all of my preparation and everything, I'm scared to death. I'm oh, yeah. back of this bull for the yeah. first time. First bull I got on was 191 Crossfire. 
which is just an awesome name for a bull. That is awesome. And, that's, yeah, and it his, sticks in your mind. You're his remember horns that. were as wide as my arms. So they were six feet. I think you should name your first child that. 191 cross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that. Man, that's, that's frightening. Arms, I mean... Yeah, six, six foot spread on the horns from one end to the other. For this doesn't it seem like it normally. I normally maybe you know six feet might be an overstatement. I might be exaggerating. Four, four is a better. Okay, but four is a better a number. That's there. still big. Felt like six when I was getting on. I actually was planning on wearing a helmet. Most bull riders now wear helmets with the face mask, all that stuff. Full face mask. It doesn't save you from dying, but it prevents a lot of minor concussions and a lot of the injuries minor and stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, you can get away with with the helmet. And so I had a helmet lined up to borrow, and I got on this bull, and I forgot to put the helmet on. Yeah. So I just had my cowboy hat on the yeah. whole time, which I thought was awesome, because I ended up living through it, and I was like, sweet. I've got video of me riding this bull with a cowboy hat. Well, like, since it went fine, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What a champ. And so uh, <laughs> I get on Crossfire, and I know how to do everything. You know, I got my hand in the rope, and I know how to set that all up and everything slide up there and everybody's cheering you on everybody's very supportive at these things <laughs> there's like there's no atheists in and these are all these are all strangers people you don't know yeah i didn't know a single person you there. didn't even like bring a friend bring your dad no well, my dad and mom don't know so that's going to come later <laughs> on <laughs> oh, that's okay. awesome yeah <laughs> nice little teaser yeah yeah i like it <laughs> and so uh i slide up there and i say i nod my head let's go boys open the gate and so they, they crack open the gate. And this was the easiest bull they had at this place, right? <laughs> and he kind of, he takes one jump out, and I'm sort of hanging off the side, and he takes another jump, and I just fell off. It was like three seconds or something like yeah. that. Uh, man, that is awesome. I got to do that again. <laughs> I didn't want to get hurt that night, though, so I never I didn't get on another bull that night. I just yeah, wanted to I come mean, home so- from night one and be, like, happy about it and... Just the fact that you did, did it, was, it, that's right. hurdle number one. Exactly. Do it, don't die, be able to do it again next that time. Is, I think that's bull rider goal number one all the time. Don't, don't die. die. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're dangerous animals. They are dangerous. And you this, you know, the more research I did, too, the more I found out you can die on the easiest bull there is because his horns are four feet and he weighs 1,500 pounds still. And typically they're not very happy. No. Yeah. yeah. This one sort of was ambivalent about life, but... <laughs> <laughs> you got the depressed I did. <laughs> I did. He was the one they put all the beginners on. And uh, so I got home, and of course I want to tell people about this, but mom and dad don't know. I'm 19. <laughs> like, I'm not about to tell them. Yeah, you're, you're still... You're in the college mode. You still need some... You know, you're within... You know, you're getting help from your parents, I'm guessing, you know. Yeah, like, oh, definitely. You know. They don't want to increase your life insurance policy. Right, exactly. I mean, they're still helping me now, as you guys know. <laughs> 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 but uh, so I get home. I can't tell anybody. I ended up telling, like, random people. I told the lady who cut my hair the next week. And, like, I just had to tell people yeah. that I did this. And she cared absolutely nothing about my bull riding. Oh, yeah, you wrote a bull. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. She didn't have lots of questions because no. I mean, immediately I would I would be wanting to ask you every last detail. No, she cared nothing about it. She was just like, whatever, on to the next thing. Wow, I was doing this other lady's hair the other day, and <laughs> I don't care either. Wow, how we just stopped talking? What, to what each was other? that? You, <laughs> how about you? What just was that? You, you milked a bull? What? We <laughs> <laughs> got a story on that too. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. They knew I was at a rodeo. Mom and Dad knew I was at a rodeo, and they thought I was just watching. And so uh, the next week, Monday came around, hey, I'm going to go watch the rodeo, Mom and Dad. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I ended up getting on two bulls that night, and it was improving steadily. Like, Did you wear a helmet this time? I wore a helmet that time. Um, Any other protective gear? You have a vest. You have a leather vest. How about a cup? No cup. You can't wear a cup in bull riding because you're sitting on the bull. Yeah. It would... That's scary. It Just was, to be out there. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> and so it uh, started getting better. The next ride went four seconds on the same bowl. Then I got on a different bowl that was a step up and rode him for seven seconds, I think. And eight is what you need to get. Actually, never got an eight-second ride. So Wow. I don't know. I mean, it seems like it. It probably feels like an eternity on the yeah, back of a Yeah, it bowl. does. It does feel like a long, long time. To talk about what it feels like to ride a bull, too, it, it's hard to describe, but it's like you're sitting on this chair, right? And then 
all of a sudden the chair is jumping up and down and rocking and going crazy and you have no idea what's happening even though you know like hey i'm on a bucking bull like why is this happening what's going on yeah it's really an odd feeling um so rode two bulls that night and then kept going back for like four or five or six weeks i can't remember exactly how long it was i think it was over a month so you got hooked i was way hooked and you're and making I, friends there and oh, stuff, yes. and so you're starting oh, yes. to, there's a communal like, aspect yeah. to it. You guys are going up and buying chaps together. Yeah, it's chaps, Spurs. by the way, for it's, educational purposes. Yeah, is that what Tony said? No, you said chapped. No, I said chaps. chaps. Oh, okay, chaps. 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 Oh, chaps. Oh, chaps. Even yeah. though it's yeah. C-H, you say yeah. chaps. Like your lips are chapped. The leather things you wear on your legs as a cowboy to protect yourself while riding. So does it make a, does it make cowboys chaps. mad that everyone says chaps? Yeah, it does. It's like I can't yeah. huh. these yeah. ignorant non-cowboy. Well, now I can go to a function. City slickers. I know better yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. I heard a rodeo commercial today actually, and they were talking about chaps, and I was like, Not Come cool. on, guys. Yeah, just lost all your cowboy. Yeah, pride. exactly. Yeah. It's chaps. So if I went to a rodeo and said, "Hey, nice chaps," they're gonna be like, "Hey, that dude, he's one of us. He's in." <laughs> we should See? do that, and but dress nothing like a cowboy. <laughs> Going like a yeah, business suit. In my Pearl Jam T-shirt. And yeah, yeah, that stuff. That would be awesome. That'd be awesome. Well, I thought I'd, we got to educate the listeners. So for sure, put that That's out there. For, interesting for stuff. Chaps. Shaps. So what were we on? Were we on equipment or were we on the tail of... Well, yeah. So you, you got to the point where you talked a little bit about equipment and, you know, you go back four or five, six weeks in a row. Yeah. So then what? Your parents still don't know at that point. Still have no idea. They just think I'm going to a rodeo to watch. Totally. One night, um, it, the rodeo went long and I didn't get home until late. And when you're 19, you call home and say, hey, I'm not going to be home on time. I'm yep. going to be home at... 12 o'clock or whatever it was. And uh, my mom said, I bet it's hard for you to go to this rodeo every week and not get on a bull. <laughs> and I'm a really bad liar. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I think I first said something like, yeah, that would be hard, or yeah, it is, or something like that. <laughs> and I just lost it, and I thought, oh, man, I got to tell you what's going on. So I said, hey. Can't lie to mom. I've been riding bulls. <laughs> What was the response? Um, there was no response. When I got home, there was a little bit of a response. Wow. But there was nothing on the phone, really. Just, all right, we'll see you when you get home. And <laughs> that was the end of the bull riding career, as we know it. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. The cowboy lifestyle has continued on. And that's where we can get to talking about milking wild cows if we want to but <laughs> yeah milking wild bull cows no they, well you say yeah so the bull riding thing ended i kept going to the rodeo i'm a good kid i didn't didn't ever get on another bull um now was that the urging of your parents did your parents say yes. like we i don't want you to do that anymore yes okay they said don't do that anymore that's stupid even though my dad's a rodeo fan supports rodeo 100 percent you're not getting on any more bulls. Well, you know, I, I, I watch football with Tram, but he knows that it's not a great idea to go out there with the fastest, strongest guys in your immediate area and have them run at you at full speed yeah. and try to hurt you. Yeah. It's like, that just, you know, not a good idea. Right. Sorry, I'm just going to turn my volume down. It's all right. Cool. So I kept going there for two summers after that and would help like loading bulls which is still scary and dangerous mom and dad never really i don't think they fully comprehended how dangerous that ever was but yeah um i did that and uh did that for a couple of years did you get paid to do that no totally free just just dig, do your time fun. just to be around you should try sometime go into a pen a 10 by 10 pen like the size of this room with three bulls and you've got to get one out just on your feet what do you do just walk in there super calm. And Confident because they can smell fear. I don't know right. if they can smell fear, but you just don't want to move I'm sure. Yeah, for the story, they do. Yeah. I know dogs do. <laughs> I don't know about cows. <laughs> so you walk in there, and you got to get the one bull out, and that is fun. I really enjoyed that. How do you do it? Like, you just kind of the get them going in a circle, so you're kind of pushing them in a circle. They're afraid you of you. You actually physically put no, your hands like on. You're just, your presence. They're going to kind of move away yeah, from you naturally. Yeah, they're kind of moving away from you naturally. Unless you get in their space, then they'll try to run you over. But if you kind yeah. of use your space wisely, you can kind of get them moving in a circle. And you get them going, and then you just will select that one and kind of push him out. 
yeah you leave an opening for him in that panel or something like that and wow but that was fun too i really enjoyed that and i still felt like a cowboy you know for well, me the, the kid at one who just grew up and wanted to be a cowboy hasn't changed much in 24 years <laughs> i mean you, you talked about how dangerous that still is you know I, right i told i it's terrifying <laughs> I, I had to feed horses one time as a kid and i was like 15 16 i was mortified <clears throat> and just a few years back they're big were you in the corral with the horse or like how is that working i don't remember <laughs> We had a neighbor who had horses, and he was on, on the road for like a week or two, and he's like, hey, can you feed my horses? Just being in a building with a right. horse is terrifying. Does he, does he eat pizza? <laughs> yeah, I, sure. So you're huge, right? <laughs> so I'm just hoping you do what I want you to do, because if you didn't want to do that, you totally could. If you want to kick me, if you want to just squish me against a wall, like a bug, because yeah. you're huge. They can do whatever they want. Yeah, I mean, so probably five or six years ago, I... Rode a horse yeah. at a ranch. Yeah. Just easy going. This is a ranch horse. It gets ridden, you know, it's. Yeah. So I get on and we're in the kind of the holding area waiting to go with the group. My horse decides it's going to kneel down and roll over while I'm on it. <laughs> really? It tried to kill me. That's basically what happened. That horse wanted to, like, get me underneath and just destroy happened, me. That, thing's, that thing happened to my sister one time when I was when we did that as a family. I, I got off the horse yeah. easily. I stepped off to the side. Thankfully, like, my horse, my foot didn't get caught in the stirrup or yeah, something. Yeah, that can happen. That can be really Seriously. I, I mean, I, I could have, like, never walked again. I will never get on an animal that big that, you know, just, just hoping it does what I want. Hey, hope you. It's like a car with a mind of its own. Yeah, it has its own being with its own will. And legs. Yeah. That can kick you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so, the, the scariest wreck I ever got in in this whole bull riding situation was not actually riding a bull. It was before the rodeo, we'd have to load, we'd have 30 bulls in the arena, and we'd have to load them all in the back chutes behind the bucking chutes. And uh, you would just kind of work them in that circle, get them going, similar situation, just on a grander scale. And uh, there was this one they would never want to go in. And some, he was just mean. He was just mean, mean, mean. So that was the last one left. And somebody said, go slap him on the butt, Scott. And I, I like taking bets and dares and stuff like that. So, yeah, this was not like go slap on the butt in order to make something happen. No, Good. Just it. It was just it. like do it just as a dare. Yes, no, absolutely. No. And I love that sort of stuff. <laughs> and so. That's I, good to note. <laughs> future reference. It is. It is. So I ran at that bull, and I actually didn't slap him. I got within about two feet of slapping him on the butt, and he turned around and just started chasing me. So I quick 180 back to the fence and did this awesome like movie theater leap over the fence, and this bull hit both of my boots with his horns and knocked me over the fence, like hit my feet, that's, just my feet. That was it. That's terrifying. It and, was. and he flipped you the rest flipped of the way over the, the rest of the way over well, the fence. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, that was close to death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that the sounds... closest I ever came to getting in a wreck in those two and a half years or two years of being around bulls. So, sounds like you you helped out with stuff a little bit, and so not so much anymore. More now, no, yeah. It's, but you're still like a big fan, and like you went to the event in Vegas. Yeah, I've been to the National Finals Rodeo twice now, and that's yeah. awesome. It's like turns the whole town into a cowboy town. There's nobody there. It's the first week in December. It's all just cowboys. So it's right. pretty fun. And, and it's the whole weekend. It's 10 days, yeah. $6.125 million for the Cowboys and tons of other money out there. So wow. it's a lot of fun. Yeah, Man. that was a good time. So the wild cow milking thing, that was kind of the next in this progression of the <laughs> Cowboy lifestyle. Um, I got a buddy who is kind of like you guys, like knows absolutely nothing about this. And there was a rodeo coming up, and I said, hey, let's do the wild cow milking competition. Oh, no. And he's like, yeah. That sounds really fun. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it does. So he went home that night and watched some clips on YouTube and called me back and said, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Wild cow milking. Wait, that's not a real event. That you're being yeah, it is a real facetious. Event. No, it's a real thing. Oh. <laughs> you couldn't pay me enough money to do that. So uh, and I said, no, we're doing this. You know, you can't back up now because yeah. like i said i love taking a dare and if i'm gonna dare somebody else and they say yes then they're gonna do it hold too. them to it exactly and so uh we get to this rodeo and we draw our cow it's actually a three-man team we picked up somebody else too and uh our cow is the wildest one in there i mean they put the word wild in front of that event for a reason they are nuts like they're yeah. untamed just they're on pasture they've never seen a person before and 
They load him in this chute, and you've got a 30-foot lead rope on this cow and a water bottle that you have to fill up with milk. First one to do that wins the competition. And so I told my buddy, I said, okay, you're going to be the lead rope guy. I'm going to milk, um, mostly because I didn't want to be the lead rope guy. <laughs> and uh, Is that a right? that's a very dangerous – I mean, you're holding this cow by a rope. And this cow's trying to run you over, trying to run other cows over, trying to run. So you're constantly trying to run in the direction it's not. Not running and trying to hold it down. That and sounds all really this stuff. Sounds really difficult. Right, it is really <laughs> difficult. And to make it even more difficult, they let four cows out at once. So there's four cows and four teams of three. There's twelve guys. And so there's four a bunch of dudes out there at the same time trying to calm their cows down and milk them. So our cow comes out and blows up in the air and runs over my buddy, kind of like knocks him over. We finally got her still, and I went to milk her, and she kicked me in the arm. And then uh, we got her still again, and we milked her, and um, we ended up getting second place and won like hey. sixty bucks a piece. Hey, that's nice. Not bad. Three of us, and he's like, "This is awesome. Let's do it again next year." And all this stuff. I was like, "No, that's a one time." Yeah. <laughs> getting kicked in the arm, like how? Yeah. Like, Imagine how mad you'd be if people were trying to randomly no touch cute. your nipples. <laughs> you know? Yeah, off limits for most. It's not cool, people. No, especially if it never happened before, too. You'd be like, "What's going on?" Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoa, hey! <laughs> now I know how to greet you at work. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you won't get sixty bucks for it. <laughs> no, but I'll get a good laugh. Just a just a harassment incident. <laughs> That's all you're gonna get. So that was the next big event. That was really fun too. I mean, yeah, that was cool. But right now, my new thing, like I said, I love moving on to that new thing. Once one thing ends, I got to yeah. have something else I'm working on. Is roping. So we talked about team roping, and that is something I'm I love and I'm decent at. And my parents are okay with me doing it. And so where, where do you go to do that? Um, there's a lot of places around here, but the main place we go in the winter time is in Bellevue, Michigan. It's like oh, 45 yeah. minutes south of here. Yeah. And so. Um, and so the assumption is that's far less dangerous. It is far less dangerous. It's still dangerous. I mean, you're riding a horse. Like you, you have your own said. horse. I don't. I'm what, still. What horse are you? What horse are you riding? I just borrow horses. I beg, borrow, and steal my way out. Just of whatever horses. is available. So yeah. it's not like you get to know this. Do you horse have plans to purchase one? Yes, absolutely. Like what's a horse year, cost? A good one's five thousand to seven thousand. Yeah, but Jeez. probably. What about a used one? That's like <laughs> terrible. Got problems. You might as well not even have it at that point because you can't win, or you know, it's an expensive sport. <laughs> it's probably more expensive though, though to 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 stable them. What do they call that? The boarding. The boarding, the boarding. Yeah, and that's my problem. I still live in the suburbs, so I'd have to board it. That's three hundred dollars a month. Ah. Yeah. So, I'm more okay with that than the seven thousand for the horse, and then the ten thousand for the trailer, and then the ten thousand for the truck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you're lucky, it's hard. To but find um, plan is to buy a horse this year. That's that was on the New Year's resolution. That's All right. Goal one. So we'll see how that goes. You should be able to make that happen. You're a yeah. single guy. You got no kids. <laughs> you live at home. I know. You can do whatever you want, man. I know. You buy one and put it in your parents' backyard. <laughs> I don't know what the neighbors would think of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've had other cowboy surprises for me. Hey, I ride bulls. Hey, there's a horse in the backyard. Not a big deal. It's temporary. Right, right. Next no. summer, it will be somewhere else. Right. Oh, I was totally Just one year. That kid, too, in the suburbs. I have uh, this roping dummy that I still have. But as a kid growing up, it's like, it's like a plastic steer, if you can imagine that. Yeah. And... Uh, I would rope that thing in the front yard all the time and get the weirdest looks from the neighbors. <laughs> yeah. You know, what is he doing? What is that? Yeah. That's funny. Well, I think it's awesome. You ever rope, like, the neighbor's reindeer? No, you know, no. Light, lighted reindeer? How about dogs? I would rope neighbor kids. I never rope the dog. I would rope kids and my sister and yeah. pretty much anything that moved. I used to set this dummy up on the sidewalk and ride my bike like it was a horse down the sidewalk and... <laughs> Rope the steer as if my so you know I was team roping but on my bike yeah <laughs> nice and that's that's suburban it, cowboy you gotta do what you can to get out there and try it I mean yeah I know what you mean nobody's creating opportunities for you in the rodeo world if you're living in East Cal <laughs> yeah you got well you know it takes some love and dedication <laughs> absolutely you know find your way into that that's pretty cool yeah so that's where we are today I mean I'm gonna go rope tomorrow night and. Got a competition on Saturday. Yeah, how often do you get it now and rope yeah, and stuff? Like once a month. Yeah, I try to get out once a month. And yeah, as far as competitions. Yeah, yeah. But you do competitions and then regular practice. Just, yeah, I try to practice at least. I mean, if I beg, borrow, my, and steal my way out to once a month, whether it's a competition or a practice. Gotcha. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. Just as long Either as way. I'm roping and trying yeah. to work. Yeah. 
I just want to be a cowboy. That's just right. that's just the simple formula there. To this me. day, do you go home and practice roping on uh, every day, like the chair or whatever? Yeah, I always got a dummy. A we dummy. got a couple dummies dummy. in the house. Yeah, but you like sitting around the living room just with something and just like playing around. I'm in the basement set up. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Just you, does your dad join you? No, he can't rope. <laughs> no? No. As much as he loves it, like he loves the sport and everything, he doesn't have that participation mind like I do. Like, Oh, yeah. He'll watch it and enjoy it, but not like, I got to know how to do that. I got to learn. I got to practice. Some people would say that's the line between geek and nerd. Yes. yes. Geek is fandom. Nerd is actually participation and practicing. Right. And Practicing? I think a lot of people would say that I probably practice too much for, I mean... To go rope once a month on somebody else's horse, but to spend an hour every no. day practicing. That's that's what it's like for me with music. You know, we played right. my band played two shows last summer, right? Two shows. That's nothing, you know. But I play a lot, right. you know. And there's lots of practice, and my wife. And I enjoy it. I love the practice. I don't know about you with the music, but like, oh yeah, like yeah, I almost enjoy the practice more than the competition. Right. That's that's what it's all about. Just being active in what you like to right. do. You know. And so, yeah. Totally. That's... Well, let's let's get. Uh, I think we I think we did that story and it was good. Kay. We we do something with each, all of our guests random questions. I think in the past we've done three random questions. We're not doing three, okay? I got two. I think we did okay. good ones. So let's get into this first one here. So here's here's just something I came up with here. If you sedated a bull or it died, how many guys would it take to pick it up and carry it a hundred yards? Okay, so a bull can weigh anywhere from fifteen hundred to two thousand pounds. I mean, so it's like that's like a small car. Yeah, right. Yeah. Does that sound about right? Cars about a ton, I think. Yeah, like two thousand pounds, right? Something like that. I mean, if it's guys like me, three, maybe ten. They could take so like ten guys, Tonys, and then it's really if awkward. It's a bunch of Tonys, maybe twenty. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <There's three for> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> or what about dragging it with a rope? That seems pretty hard. I mean, yeah, a lot would, of surface well, area I mean, dragging on the ground. Lots of with a rope, it would be easier probably than just people trying to grab it by the horns or the tail or something like that. But then you I know that when it's alive and it's on four feet, one horse, one big horse will do. It'll it'll give in and say, okay, I'll follow you. I'm yeah, sick of you pulling yeah. on me. It doesn't really want to follow. It will just kind of it be just does. tugged in yeah. that direction. Yeah. Okay, here's another one. If an asteroid the size of a bus was coming at you out of the sky, you think it could, you could, do you think you would be able to judge its landing spot well enough to get out of the way? All right. The size of a bus. How much time do I have to react? Well, that's to the this thing. Asteroid? All right. So think about baseball, judging fly balls. Right? right. The ball's in the air a maximum of six seconds, in in, in general. That's. And I can get under that. Yeah. No okay. But then you're talking about an asteroid that you might spot two minutes before it's coming. But it's going thousands of miles an hour. Right. 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 Do like, you think you could judge where it's going and figure out? Oh, I need to drive west. I should stay put. Right. What right. do you think about that? Um. If we're gonna can we take this back to bull riding, I mean, if a bull's yes. coming at you, I can get out of the way of a bull. So right. why not get out of the way of an asteroid? That's just scaling up the softball. Right. You know, let's yeah. just scale it up twenty times more. All right. Sure, no problem. So yeah, the answer is yes. Send the asteroids this way. If an asteroid was in Scott's story, <laughs> he's not worried. <laughs> if it's with the size, well, I mean, of course, that just takes as a given that you probably don't get hurt from any sort of fallout or right. shrapnel. Debris. Debris and that you can actually get out of the way. Like, I mean, how big is this thing? Besides it's the size, size of a bus. Size of a bus. Okay. It's a decent size. All right. That really was the question. Right. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I got lost on an asteroid coming at me out of the sky. All right. You know. Well, you know, you you watched the one that hit in Russia. The videos they got. I did. Do you see remember that. that one? I did see that. So it's coming. It's glowing in the sky. I think it'd be really hard. I think so too. <laughs> I think it if it looks like fast. it's coming, or or even take it, you know, a little less than that smaller scale, a plane. Planes look like they're flying super low. It's gonna hit me. It's way high. It's going to the airport that's ten miles to the east of you. You know, so an asteroid. I think yeah, you got the same problem. You're just staring at something you hope doesn't kill you. Or if it has some rotational spin to it, if it's a knuckleball, <laughs> it's knuckling on me. If it's a screwball, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you never yeah. know what way it's gonna go. If that asteroid is shaped like a wiffle ball, maybe I have a problem. Good luck. <laughs> he got Good trouble. Luck. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Well, that's it, man. Thanks for thanks. hanging out with us. No problem. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for sharing your story. Yeah, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. 
So Scott, that was interesting. What, what do you think, Adam? Uh, what was the most interesting part of that for you? Uh, I really liked him not wearing a helmet on his first bull ride. Yeah, he he came in there prepared, ready to ready to ride. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was. He says that he had the helmet, right? He had it with him. He was just so amped up and like, this. Oh, I'm riding a bull. He totally forgot, and he jumps on this giant animal yeah, that I, want that badly wants to get him off. Yeah, I get that. I guess. And he just like blanks it and doesn't wear anything to protect his noggin. I think it's really interesting how, how it goes back to his his father and his father being brought up in and uh, in the genre of western films and cowboy films and th- you know that was a big era for that and how he passed that along. It makes me wonder why none of us, none of the rest of us are like that, you know, because that was big back in in our parents' generation. Yeah, uh, but did your your dad ever watch rodeos with you? <laughs> no, exactly. I I do remember seeing rodeos on TV. On like a Sunday when we had no cable, we had four channels, and it was just on TV. You had like, to choose between that and bowling, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. And so, but I mean, that's my only exposure to it. Just like, whoa, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, Scott, like like you said, his dad exposes him to it, and then he's just, it catches on, and he loves it. And it is pretty cool. It's crazy. I bet the live experience is a lot different than, you know, catching it on TV or watching Oh yeah. Or yeah. watching that guy from 90210 in that movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not familiar. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, let's get into the your new favorite band segment. So, I'm going to tell you who your new favorite band is, all right? This is a segment where we highlight some kind of lesser-known bands, possibly uh, bands that I think people need to know about. You need to you need to hear these guys. So we not, might not be able to do this on every episode, just because it's not always easy to get permission to play a song. There's lots of you know, who owns it? Does the label have ownership? Do you have the rights to do it? Is there um, some sort of payment involved and stuff like that? But I've been able to get responses from a few bands that I really like that have said, "Hey, yeah, play our song," you know. Go ahead and show us to people. So today's band is Big Air. They're from Charlottesville, Virginia. I think... I bet I, they have rodeos there. Yeah, Virginia. For sure. Probably. Maybe Scott's been there. We should ask. We should ask him. So I think I originally read about these guys in a section of Pitchfork, which is an indie music site, publication, magazine thing. Uh, there's a section of Pitchfork called Shake Appeal. And they they feature uh, garage rock bands, and they write about them. And the guy who writes that article is actually from Michigan somewhere. like Really? Lower, mid-Michigan-ish. We should try to get him on the show. That would be pretty cool. That'd be fun. We should try that. So we're going to play a big air song called Barking Dog at the end of this show. So you can find this song and more big air stuff online. Just search for Big Air Band. That's the best way to find them. You'll find their Facebook, and then they've got a Bandcamp site where you can uh, purchase and download their stuff. Um, so check them out. Like them on Facebook. These guys are awesome. I mean, it's, it's high-energy stuff. Like, we play this a lot in the house, and the kids run all over. It just, I mean, I, I think, like... So you think of caffeine and big air, go, they go well together? They could if you're a caffeinated person. Oh, that's right. I forgot that the Whitmore household, Whitmore household is caffeine-free. We're caffeine-free. And that's probably the way it should be. Well, other than chocolate, which has a little. True. You got to eat a lot of chocolate, like a, like a one-pound bag of M&Ms that equal a Mountain Dew. Is that right? Something like that. It's in that neighborhood. I think we should try. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth a shot. Yeah, but this, these guys, Big Air, their stuff is very high energy. It's, I, I think if I were to die... And I was just, if you found me. That's not morbid at all. Okay, let's just think, let's follow me through on this. All, all right. right, I'm death. Picture me dead. Adam, dead. Yeah, okay. I'm laying there. As long as it's only been, I say, 12 to 24 hours, I think if you played some of these guys' songs at a reasonably loud volume, you'd at least get a foot kick and keep in their beat, something like that. Okay. I'm not saying it would resurrect me. No. I'm just saying you'd get a response from my corpse. Really? It's it's sweet. I mean, I I love this stuff. I'm gonna okay. have to pay closer attention to them. I'm okay. gonna go seek them out now. Seek them out, Big Air. So that concludes our show today. Big thank you goes out to Yeehaw Scott Story. Thanks for joining us. 
today. Uh, intro music. A lot of the music on the show um, recorded and performed by Wild Bears Attack Elephants. Check them out also. Um, and then a big a big thank you for Big Air. We appreciate you allowing us to, to play your music and introducing the, the world of a few people to to your music so thanks again thanks to all of you guys for giving us a listen giving us a download we're we're excited to put these on and and appreciate the support that you're you're giving us if you like the show please remember to subscribe to us on youtunes give us a rating if you can word is on the street that podcasts are often moved up and down within itunes uh based on the the feedback they get so if all of you guys throw something out there who knows maybe more people will discover us Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, if you could, follow us on Facebook. We're How'd That Happen. Uh, give us a like. We're constantly, not constantly, but we're occasionally putting out uh, new information there and posting the new podcasts. Email the show like we alluded to earlier, like we flat out said earlier. First email in, we read it. <laughs> we read it. It's yours. <laughs> so, but uh, in that email, tell us how much you enjoy it. Whether you don't like it, uh, whether you think we did something silly, whatever, we'd like to hear from you no matter what. So thanks again for listening, and don't forget to hug a coworker. the sound.